Hey dreamers, I'm Holly and this is the Intentional Dreamer podcast. This podcast is for dreamers all around the world who want to put action and personality to their brands. So this is a topic that's been pretty heavy on my mind. I wanted to talk about the risk of being a freelancer slash business owner and kind of how that differs between being a business owner and having like a nine to five. This is something that I feel like every freelancer thinks about, but I feel like also anyone who has a nine to five and they want to do the freelance thing, they think about too. And to be completely honest with you guys, like it takes a lot of risk and it takes a lot of work to be a business owner or to be a freelancer. And I was a freelancer for almost two years before I was a business owner. And it was really hard. And I panicked all the time about money. And like, I worried that like, it wasn't sustainable and and kind of like worried about where my next job was coming from and stuff like that. And like, it's, it can be really overwhelming. Like I'm not going to sugarcoat it or anything like that. But at the same time, like it is so so rewarding because honestly, like I've seen so many people in my life get laid off from their nine to fives. And I feel like, although you may think that it's steady and you, although you may think that it is like less risky, it's really not. I feel like any job is a risk. And I mean like, okay, obviously that's a, that's a pretty loaded answer. Okay. Like I, I know that, that not everyone's situation is the same and I'm aware that not, Um, everyone can have consistent income when they are a freelancer. But I do feel like if you're able to and you're willing to put in the work, you can get to a point where you don't have to worry about where your money is coming from, whether it's from retainers or it's from passive income with like sales or maybe you have another side hustle like an... um, I don't know. I know people who sell like essential oils or like lipsticks or something like that or and honestly just anything that kind of gives you that income that you're looking for, then it's worth the risk than sitting in a 9 to 5 and hating your life. And I mean, I know that the freelancer life is not for everyone, just like I know that the 9 to 5 life is also not for everyone. But I know a lot of people who are in their nine to fives and they'd rather be freelancing and they'd rather be doing this. And honestly, to be completely honest with you guys, you have to ask yourself, you have to sit back and ask yourself, how bad do you want it? And again, like I said, I know that everyone's situation is not the same, but I mean, I'm not going to sugarcoat my, my life and my situation or anything like that. Like when I was younger and especially in college, I was literally broke as hell, so broke, I was going to school full-time, I was working a part-time job, and I was freelancing at the same time and doing my thesis my senior year of college, and it was fucking hard, okay? (laughs) It was not easy, and, like, honestly, though, like, I wouldn't change it for the world because I wouldn't be where I'm at without it, and honestly, like, I, I... loved it. I loved every second of it. I loved that I was working every day towards something that was going to pay off in the long run. And although, yes, I was living at home as a college student with my parents, like my financial life was not ideal. Like I didn't have my parents paying for school. I didn't have my parents paying for anything. I paid for everything myself. And that was 
part of my motivation for just being like being sustainable with my income in general was just because I knew that nobody else was going to do it for me. I knew that nobody else was going to be paying or bailing me out. Um, and I didn't have a savings at, at that time and I didn't have anything, but I went for it because there were so many times where I went to interviews and, and so many times where in school, I was just like, I like, maybe I'll find the perfect job when I graduate, or maybe I'll find the perfect job when, um, when I go to this next interview, or maybe this will be a good fit. And although I'm grateful for the places that I did interview and the places that did offer me jobs and the places that I did work, nothing ever felt, um, nothing ever felt right. Nothing ever felt like, like it always felt like I was missing something and like can anybody relate to that because like it's scary to put this out into the world but it honestly was the truth and I would never want to sugarcoat anything because I spent although I had some really amazing experiences that I'm so so grateful for uh with my with past jobs I just I it, especially in school like I never felt like I could find my place in my career if that makes sense like people would ask me like what do you want to do after graduation and like I did an internship with um, an alumni from my um, from my college and like what he was doing and like owning his own business like that was the moment that I realized that that was what I wanted to do um, but it was still kind of like that internal void of like oh shit like how am I going to get there is it going to be sustainable like I'm too scared to leave like a nine to five. Like I should get like a really high paying job out of school because I'm going to have loans. And I mean, like, look, no matter what your circumstances, I feel like everyone has bills to pay. And honestly, like, like I said, it's not going to be easy, but I feel like it's so worth it because at the end of the day, I go to bed and I know that I'm doing something that makes me happy. I know that I'm doing something that, I, if I died tomorrow, I would be saying that I've lived my life to the fullest and I wouldn't change that for the world. And it doesn't matter like if you come from nothing or if you come from everything, I feel like no matter what it is a risk. And I totally understand that. But, um, at the same time, like I said before, you have to ask yourself how bad you want it. And for me, it is all I ever thought about, all I ever consumed online, especially like scrolling and seeing all these like girl bosses and like business owners and shit like that, like making their dreams come true. And it was seriously, absolutely amazing. And it was so inspiring. And I would not settle until I did the same. And I've been working my ass off ever since. And like I said, I I wouldn't change anything about it. I am so grateful for all the experiences that I've gone through, even um, like even being a freelancer. And okay, so let's just talk about this for a second. You know, and I started to think about too, like if all these people were doing this, why couldn't I? And I sit here and I ask you guys the same question. If all these other people can be freelancing and owning their business, why can't you? And no matter what, there are always going to be reasons why you shouldn't or can't do something. But what I'm asking you today is to think about the reasons why you should and why you can and run with those. I think it is so empowering to be able to do that and to be able to really put action to making your dreams come true, guys. I mean, it's not easy. It like 100% is not easy. Like I've said a million times in this podcast, it is so worth it because this journey is unlike any other, honestly. And 
there are ups and downs as there are in life. And I feel like even though the risk is very scary because it doesn't seem like you can have consistent income and stuff like that, it is just as risky as, you know, staying in a job that you hate or staying in a nine to five that, you know, for a big corporate company that you could get laid off from a month from now or a day from now or whatever. I mean, I've seen people walk into work and get laid off because, you know, either their department couldn't afford them or they wanted somebody else in that position or just whatever reason it's happened and it's happened out of nowhere. Like I've heard people's experiences of like having it happen out of nowhere. It can happen to anyone, no matter where you work. And you know, I'm not trying to freak you guys out. Like (laughs) don't worry. But like what, what I will say is that you have to trust in yourself and you have to trust in your skills and your passion to guide you in the right directions. That even if you do get laid off or you have um, a not so great month of sales or, you know, or booking or whatever, that you have plans in place to take care of that, um, whether it's a savings or whether, you know, I don't know, whether you have like a roommate or a spouse or something like that that can kind of like help you out um, or whatnot, you know, just like any type of, you know, kind of thing that can give you a little bit of sense of security. Again, whether it's you or whether it is another person that can help you out. Um, and I think that, you know, in time, you'll learn to trust yourself. You'll learn to trust the process and trust that, you know, even if you have like a shitty month, next month will be better. And like, if you really are cohesive in your process and your, um, your business altogether, it will work out and you will get clients and you will sell that product and you will make magic because that is what this life is all about, honestly. And like I said, I wouldn't change it for the world. With that being said, it's kind of hard to hear people use that as an excuse. And that's just my thoughts on it. Because if you want something bad enough, You'll do anything in the world to make it happen because what else are we here for in life? I mean, honestly, like work takes up what most people work like 40 to 60 hours a week. um, And that takes up a lot of our time, like eight hours, eight to 10 to 12 hours a day. You know, I, that is a big chunk of our time. And I don't know what the statistic is for how much we work in our life compared to like how much we live our life, but I know that that working is a huge chunk of it. And if you're not doing something that you love, then what's the point? What is the point? I know, like, I'm sorry. Like, I hate to drop this truth bomb on you you right now. But like, I just, I can't, I couldn't wake up every day and go to a job that I hated. I couldn't do it. And I did it for a while, I feel like. At certain points in my life, I did. And like, not hate in where the job was bad. It was just that I felt my mind being somewhere else and like I wasn't in it. You know what I mean? Um, and I, I feel like it's not fair to yourself to do that. And it's not fair to your, um, to your job to do that either, because then you're not in it. And, you know, I thankfully recognize that. And, uh, I, I was able to find something else that kind of led me on this path, but, you know, like I said, it it hasn't been easy. It's been a lot of risk. It's been a lot of, you know, sleepless nights. It's been a lot of waking up every day and wondering if I'm doing the right thing. And that is all a part of this process. So 
one thing I do want to say is know that you're not alone and know that there's a community of amazing people out there that are doing what you're doing and they're just as scared as you are. And that includes me too, because anything can happen at any time and nothing is certain in life other than death, I guess, but (laughs) death and taxes. But anyways, I, I just really truly feel like if you do what you love, then you'll be living your life to the fullest. And that is so important. So, okay, so I know that I've been talking a lot about risk and I don't want to sit here and tell you guys to take a bunch of risks without telling you some of the risks that I've taken in my career um, to be a business owner. And it's a lot, honestly. So just to kind of start it off, I have been in my field for about seven years doing graphic design, and I was really um, grateful and um, thankful to get a job opportunity in high school. And I took vocational school for graphic design um, in 11th and 12th grade, and I got my first job opportunity through that. Um, so I spent most of my career being an in-house designer, about five years, and then my senior year of college, which was uh, 2018. So March 2018 was when I decided to leave my nine to five and pursue my freelance career. Um, So backing up just a little bit, uh, let's talk more about timeline here. The summer of 2017 was when I really decided that I wanted to pursue freelance work but I had to keep my day job in order to pay my bills. And honestly, I was still learning a lot at my day job too, being an in-house designer for a different company. Uh, And I really just wanted to keep doing both and kind of see where it took me. So uh, when I started doing that, um, I actually started making a decent amount of money on it. And it really helped me out when I was in school and stuff because I wasn't making a ton of money doing my nine to five, like once, I think it was like once or twice a week I was working, um, because I had a full-time school schedule as well. Um, on top of the fact that I also drove an hour to school and an hour home from school. And it was really tough. Honestly, it was a lot of, um, a lot of time that I devoted to work in school, um, almost all of my time. So, uh, when I was doing that, I just kept getting like random job opportunities and honestly like one of my biggest tips is like look on Facebook groups and I know that they're kind of flooded nowadays but that is how I got like most of my jobs at the time is by looking on Facebook groups and like people other even other designers reaching out like other design studios saying that they needed um, work and stuff like that so I did a lot of that. I freelanced for a ton of different studios, like girl bosses who were like, who had their own branding studios and stuff like that. And it was so fun. And I met a lot of really amazing people doing that. Um, And then I applied for a really awesome studio that I wanted to work for for months and months um, in March of 2018. And I got the job. And at that point in my life, it really felt like things were heading in the right direction. And they definitely were. That was really the beginning of me taking my freelancer career seriously because that was my only source of income after I quit my nine to five. And it seriously was just the greatest feeling to be able to actually do it. And like, it was scary though, because like I was just about to graduate college. I graduated in May of 2018 and I was like, oh, 
people keep asking me like what I'm doing after graduation like kind of what I mentioned earlier in this podcast is like I was terrified because, you know, I wasn't going for a full-time job uh, that was making me a ton of money and stuff like that. And it was really intimidating to go hop right into freelance after graduation. So basically I did. And so, yeah, I quit my nine to five in March and then I continued on with my freelance career and I worked for this really amazing studio for quite a while and then I also got a second job Um, so I was working part-time for the studio and then I just kind of had some of my own clients on the side and it was like right after college so I was you know really grateful to like live at home and not have as many expenses as I would if I moved out uh, at the time and I ended up getting a second job which I freelanced for another company um, the rest of the time. So I was basically working full time, um, but I was freelancing part time for two different people. And then, like I said, I still had like other clients that I had on the side or like other people that I had been connected with beforehand who needed work every now and again. And thankfully both of these jobs were okay with me doing that as well, as well as working for, you know, both. So I was really thankful for that. And I honestly just kept doing that um, up until December of 2018. And at that point, um, my contract for one of the companies that I worked for was supposed to be up and they decided to extend my contract, which was really great, which meant that I kept, you know, I was able to not only gain more experience in the freelance world, but I was also able to pay my bills, which is the best, right? (laughs) So, I was really happy about that, but then something unexpected happened and I got laid off by the studio that I worked for. That was really overwhelming, but I love and respect um, the studio that I worked for and I understood why they had to let me go. You know, stuff happens with companies where they are not able to afford people that they hire and, you know, thankfully they did the responsible thing and were able to... um, just lay me off. And, uh, it sucked though, because I loved working for that place. And it kind of gave me a little bit of a reality check, honestly, because, you know, I had thought that I was going to go full time with, you know, either one of the places that I was working for. And then I ended up ironically getting laid off from both. Later on, I got laid off from my second job, um, which was in April, which is when I launched Daydream. So, you know, backing back up a little bit is, so when I got laid off from my studio job, I kind of had an epiphany and I was like, okay, well now what, you know, I'm like, I really truly spent so much time and energy on this and I really thought that it was going to be my future for a while. Like I, I mean, obviously I've always wanted to own my own design studio, but I didn't think that was going to happen for like five years. You know, I don't know why that was my timeline, but it was. So I hired a business coach, which is another episode that I'd really love to make um, because I have had two business coaches now and I'd really love to talk about my experience with both of them and kind of like the benefit of that. But uh, if you guys want to see that, let me know. Um, But anyways, I hired a business coach. Uh, Her name's Anna Dower and she is phenomenal. If you guys are designers or in the creative world, you know who she is. She is the leader of Designer Boss Ladies and she is a queen and I love her. Um, So I... 100% needed her. I totally felt like I was going to fall on my face if I didn't hire someone. So, you know, we had our initial consultation and she's like, you're not going to fall on your face. You're going to be okay. 
you're amazing. And she guided me through the whole process of starting a studio. And the really funny thing about that is that I really thought that I was just revamping my freelance business, which was just Holly Baumgartel Designs. Um, and then I had a con like I had a call with her and I was like, you know, I've always had this wild dream of like opening my own studio. And like literally since my junior year of college, if anyone who went to college with me is listening to this, I had this graphic on my studio that said, don't quit your daydreams. And since then, which was, I think, 2016, 2017 time, I told myself that if I ever started a studio that I would name it Daydream Studio or Daydream Design Co. or something like that. And obviously, ironically, my studio is called Daydream Design Co. now. And that's because my business coach told me to freaking go for it. And it was crazy because I just didn't think that that was going to happen and it, it happened unexpectedly. And then once I realized that that dream was really possible, you know, working with her and creating my action plan and really like getting my shit together, it, it really started to come together. And although going back to the risk part of this, it was still risky as hell because my only source of income was the other job that I was working and while I was building this business. And then I decided to launch Daydream in April and then I got laid off like literally a week or two after I launched my studio and I was like, holy shit, like thank God I spent time building my business and like this really felt like a testament to everything that I had been doing. It really felt like life's test for me to be like, you're either diving in the deep end right now or you are going to drown and you know, I had like been really upset because I didn't know if my business could succeed at the time. I was terrified. I literally had zero income for a couple of weeks while I, you know, was trying to get clients and really, you know, and I just, I didn't know what was going to happen. And that was really the scariest part. And I feel like a lot of people struggle with that as well is just not knowing what's going to happen. But that's also kind of the beauty of it too, because if you put the work in place and you put the plan in place and you're consistent and you're cohesive, it will work. It will. And I know it sounds crazy to say this because I used to listen to podcasts and YouTube videos and stuff like that all the time of people saying that. And I was like, well, I don't have an action plan and my dreams scare the hell out of me and whatnot. And when I finally stopped being so stubborn and put um, put an action to my dreams, it actually became possible. And I know this sounds very like, I don't know, this sounds very like overly dreamy and, you know, crazy, but you know what? You have to be crazy in order to be an entrepreneur. You have to do all of the crazy things and take all of the risk in my personal opinion. And, you know, like I said, it was really difficult in the beginning. I was not getting clients. And then I signed my first branding client, who is one of my amazing clients. Her name's Sammy Social. She is a social media coach. If you guys don't follow her, you need to go follow her. She's wonderful. Uh, and ironically, her and I were, you know, kind of conversating with each other months and months before uh, I ever... Um, had her as a client. And I just, first of all, I love her content and I love everything that she does. And I'm not just saying that because she's my client. I thoroughly thought that before I had a, her as a client. So anyways, I signed my first client and 
everything that my coach had taught me about attracting my target audience and attracting the certain people and not having to serve everyone, which is something that I was super afraid to give up on. I was like, oh my God, like I have to serve everyone. Like if not, then I'm never going to make any money. And like, honestly, that's a bunch of bullshit because like if you pick a target audience and you stick with it, those people will come to you as long as you're like communicating the things that you are doing and like the solutions that you're providing you know, cohesively. So I signed my first client. Sammy Social is literally one of my dream clients. And she was exactly the type of person that I wanted to attract to work with. And suddenly, as Anna Dower said that it would, that my business would become a magnet, her words, she's wonderful. And it did. And it has. And I'm really thankful to be sitting here recording this podcast and telling you guys that, you know, I'm booked for the next two months. And I'm, this is a goal that I never thought that I would reach. And the truth is, is when you sit down and you stop doubting yourself and you create an actual plan to accomplish something and you work at it day and night, or if you work at it hard, it is totally possible. And I really want you guys to leave here thinking that it's possible because it is. And I promise that it is. So I really wanted to be able to sit in my office in six months from getting laid off saying that it was a blessing in disguise and I'm sitting here nine months from when I got laid off and I'm saying that it was very much a blessing in disguise because it threw me into the deep end and it forced me to take a risk on everything that I had been building and I really feel like life works in mysterious ways sometimes and that was definitely something that had to happen in order for me to really take the leap leap from the financial security of the freelance job that I had and I've never looked back since honestly I thoroughly love running daydream more than anything I've ever done in my life career-wise and I wouldn't give it up for the world and I will keep fighting for my business no matter what happens and I encourage you to do the same because there's no point in living your life if you're unhappy and not doing things that serve you and make you feel good and make other people feel good. So I will leave you with that and I really encourage you guys to go take a risk or just take a first step into your business or your side hustle or whatever you want to do and that doesn't have to be right away. You don't, it's, I'm not telling you to go into your nine to five tomorrow and quit. Okay. I'm definitely not telling you that. Obviously make sure that you can, you know, cover your expenses and stuff like that. But you know, for me, I didn't really have that choice. I kind of just had to make it work and that's how it happened for me. But everyone, everyone experiences something different and I'm just trying to make you guys see that it's possible and hear it from somebody who has gone through a hell of a lot to get here. So I will leave you with that. Thank you guys so much for listening. That was a very rambly podcast. Um, I'm still kind of getting the hang of all of this, and I really just hope that you're enjoying it and uh, whatever you're doing right now, whether it's, you know, driving, showering, getting ready, whatever. Um, I hope you have an amazing day, no matter what day it is, and I will talk to you guys in my next podcast. Bye, guys.